Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Alamoves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm still forever Jen. <laughs> forever Jen. <laughs> forever Jen. Yes. Forever Jen. Okay, we've got a lot to talk about today. Let's hop to it. What's on deck? Well, I had one of my first massage experiences in a long time, and it was very interesting because there was mm. four people in the room. I'll tell you all about it. Then we're going to talk about <laughs> why do the most popular fragrances right now smell like nothing at all? And our oh. last topic dermaplaning. Jess and I have been talking about it a lot, and you guys rightly pointed out that we're basically messing with our skin barrier. So is there a problem there? We're going to get into that. Are we really messing with our skin barrier? That's the question. That's the cover line. If this were a magazine, are you messing with your skin barrier? Everyone's an editor right now. It's so true. Okay, we've got a major, major guest. 
the legendary Serge Normand. Oh my God, he's done everyone's hair. Zhuzh your hair, guys. I, I did volume today in honor of him. See? Yeah. We're zhuzhing, we're zhuzhing. Okay, you, yeah, you do have major volume. Thank you. You look like Julia Roberts on the cover of his book. <gasps> Can we tell him when he gets here? Yeah, let's get the fan out. All right, let's get into this episode. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean there was four people in the room? Oh, with my massage? This mis- sounds NSFW. You mean with my massage? Yes. Okay, yeah. I went to Philadelphia for a college reunion. I was at the Rittenhouse Hotel and Spa, which is fabulous. It's fancy, right? Yeah, it's like a Paul Breck salon. Okay. And I was like, let me get a massage. I was there with my boyfriend, so I asked for a couple's massage. Have you, ever, have you ever done it? Yeah. I, okay, I'm a beauty editor of how many years? I have never done this before. So the whole time, I'm like nervous and asking the masseuse, like, well, like, how do we interact with him? Like, what's he? She's just looking at me like I'm crazy. She's like, just, I'll give you your massage. This woman gives him his massage. Have you did this and it was just that simple for you? Yeah. Then what's the point of the couple's massage? Just a nice thing to do with your partner. But you're not really doing anything with them. You're literally laying 10 feet apart. And it's like, it's like going to the beach or the movie. It's like, it's just another thing to oh. do. <laughs> it's a good way to think about it. Just going to the movies. Yeah, like, it's like you don't have to talk. It's just like, isn't this nice? I don't know. I felt like we would be interacting. Like I'd be like whispering to him, like, tell her to make my pressure firmer or something. <laughs> no. I don't know. It's just cool. And then I mean, my nice. massage was amazing. They used detox oil, which mm. was like all lemongrassy and delicious. And I was getting into it because I, I had to forget that he was there. And that seemed to defeat the whole purpose of the couple's massage because I can't relax thinking that he's over there. That sounds healthy. <laughs> right? This goes well for our relationship. <laughs> anyway, I finally did get into it. It was an amazing massage. And just as I'm like drifting off, you know you're in that like space where yeah. you're sort of half asleep. I hear, I just hear the woman going, yeah, this is great for the piriformis. <gasps> What's that? <laughs> so I know the piriformis is like the ass muscle. It's like this little tiny triangle muscle that like <gasps> connects your gluteus max to your gluteus min. And I was like, what is going on over there? Ooh. So I like. Mine's always sore. Which, your piriformis? Always sore. So I was like, well, what's he getting that I'm not getting? So I turn over and she's like up on the thing with her elbow in his butt. Oh, and I was like, so all right. I'm, I'm, it probably felt amazing, right? Did you ask for it? No. What am I going to do? Like, uh, why is he getting his piriformis? No, why don't say, I get my piriformis? I would gently say, oh, that looks so relaxing. <laughs> I didn't. It's you don't know. Uh, I, we've got to go get a couple's massage together. <gasps> I'll show you all the cues. Okay. That sounds really fun. Because, guys, it's not romantic. So, the, my in conclusion, if you thought couples massages were, like, a romantic experience, like, something to do on a honeymoon or whatever, no, it's like going to the movies. You sit next to each other, experience the same thing at the same time, but don't interact at all. Did you get, like, a glass of champagne or, like, hot tea or something after? We Did got, like, lemon room? and cucumber water, and then, we, and then we had wasabi pea snacks. See, that's really sweet. This is really nice. And I then I had to not... tell him to keep his legs closed because he kept like sitting with the <laughs> robe. Like men don't understand that the robe is like, it's not clothing. Like you need to be careful when you're wearing a spa robe. I think this is sweet. All right. But I'd much rather go get one with you next time. Let's I think. do it. All Let's right. Let's do it. We'll go back to the written house. It'll be fun. Jen, something's been happening in the world of fragrance. What is it? Something is in the air. Can't quite capture it because it doesn't quite exist. This is Emperor's New Clothes of I know this sounds like a stoner talk 101, (laughs) right? Um, Have you noticed that a lot of fragrances right now are trying to capture this like weird, musky nothingness? Yeah. Like the Glossier fragrance, it's like you, 
it smells like your better. skin. You you, yeah. Yeah, you only better. Um, when I was at Teen Vogue, the most requested, most kind of like, um, do you happen to have, um, you know, like kind of way, you know, like people kind of fishing for mm-hmm. eccentric molecules. There's oh my like, gosh, there's fragrance. like four of them. Yes. Yeah. And it changes depending on, like, it doesn't smell like anything. If you spray it in the air, it's a big nothing. But if certain people wear it, it never really quite worked on me. If certain people wear it, it smells, like, amazing. I think that's also the same kind of ingredient that's in my Formula X, the Dawn yes. Spencer Yes, oh, my God, Hurwitz, you were wearing that the other day, and I love that. It's a, I forget the name of the molecule, but it basically just, like, reads your skin and yeah. just, like, amplifies your skin. Exactly. Yeah, these skin scents, these you-but-better scents are there's, having a huge moment. There's a new one, of course, by Rado does something the world, like, you know, loses its mind. Off-white, you know, X by Barreto. It's called Elevator Music. Oh, Elevator Music. I yeah. tried to get the publicist to tell me what notes it was and what it smelled like. The description was nothing. It was basically like, it disappears into the right, background. Right. Okay. So Rachel Syme had the coolest term for it. She wrote an article in the New York Times recently. She dubbed it the new softies. I saw that. The new softies. Um. They're like but cuddly, like a little sweater. Cuddly, like musk. yeah, cuddly, non-offensive. You have to get really close, like the complete antithesis to, you know, I'm here, 1980s style, you know, big florals. Not even the 80s, but, you know, the antidote to... Oud, the um, whole oud moment, 2014, oud. 15, 16. Exactly. And also like those kind of fruity florals that every single fashion house makes to appeal to the customer who's going into a department store, a Sephora, and wants to get that, like, you know, a really fun fragrance yeah. at, like, a decent price point. Like th- That's go- my observation. I'm not speaking for every brand. Sure. The Fruity Florals are more like the going out top yeah. of fragrances. <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> Whereas the going new- out top fragrances. <laughs> the new softies are more like the cute bralette that you yeah. sit at home. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's a great Why do you think analogy. this is what's happening right now? I think it's like this... I mean, we could talk about this all day long, but... Good thing we have a podcast. I know. <laughs> but but people do have the ability to turn us off, so I need, to, I need to try to edit myself. I think it's, like, it's not cool to be, like, showy or show, or at least this audience. It's not cool to be um, so into, like... It's almost like, oh my God, it's like getting like political here. But it's like not cool to like invade someone's space. Oh, yeah. It's like really like non-offensive. It, it's also the perfume version of it. You do you. Ex- like it's exactly. just like you, but better. You, but better. It's about not putting like, you know, when big designer sense used to be like, this is the designer's vision. Like mm. the, remember like the power of, I've been watching American Crime Story 2. I'm on my second viewing of every single episode. So I'm into this Versace mindset right now. Yes. But like. This the, is the opposite This of is that. the opposite of like, you know, he had a vision for a woman. It was powerful. It was big. It was bold. And like you wanted to like embody this world. Yeah. I don't really see that happening with a lot of like, new. I- imagery. You know, and now it's like. You. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like stripped down like who are you? Yeah, but even some designers navel gazing. It's navel gazing. Yeah, and even some designers are doing it too. You guys will see like there's a new Proenza schooler, the Arizona oh, one. Yeah. It's all like crystals and desert and soft. It's not like a big fragrance. Um and then Glossier you mentioned, eccentric molecule. What are some of the other ones that are like this? Any musk, any like soft yeah. white musk. It's like not cool to be outsized right now and I don't and, and opulent and over the top, and I'm not 
completely sure why. I would love to, you know, hear what you guys think. Um, I guess it it seems like distasteful. It seems like you're supposed to be leading yeah. with your values, not your. Can I end with my yeah. cynical note of why I think it might go, another reason? Go for it. So with my Formula X, the one that I wear. Mm-hmm. I have to wear like a lot to get it to smell, you yeah. know, to mm. pick up because it's so subtle. What if it's oh. just like a buying strategy? What if they're like, you know what? Let's make it smell not too strong, and then people will be like pumping it out like no business and that's need to buy another bottle. Extremely cynical. Well, that's what you come. But to me you for. know, you know what's so funny though? Hmm. A lot of this stuff. I'm cynical, and that I'm saying like, okay, the it's got to be so, you know, oh, it's really not a big deal. This is just my my me fragrance. Give me a break. All of these fragrances that we've mentioned, and none of them are cheap. Oh, that's true. They're all very high end. Wow, we ended on a really cynical note, didn't we? Yeah. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> Jess, you and I have talked a couple times about Dermaflash on the podcast. A couple. If you are a new listener, Dermaflash is basically like, it's like a razor blade that you shave more or less your face with. And you're taking off the peach fuzz, but you're also taking off that like dry outer layer of skin. You could go to a spa and get this done and mm-hmm. spend a lot more money on it. Leaves you really smooth and glowy. Um, Michael Todd makes one now. I know Tweezer Man makes like a non-electric version of it. Or you could just get like little eyebrow razors and kind of do this yourself. I wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, some of our very astute listeners had questions about it because what we didn't talk about is like, is there anything negative to this? Like you're shaving your face. What could go wrong? I was really impressed by a lot of the feedback. We did um, like an Instagram video about um, the, at the Dermaflash event yeah. like a month ago. Yeah. And a few people DM'd us and they were like, looks cool, but doesn't that really disrupt the skin barrier? And I was like, oh. <gasps> Whoa! Our listeners are so smart. I know, and I was like, after like I'd like happily shaved my face like twice <laughs> in like two weeks at like two different dermaplash events. Maybe now I should look yeah. into the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I asked the fabulous and often very conservative Renella Hirsch. She's never one to jump on a trend. She's a dermatologist in Boston. Ca- it's in Cambridge, right? In Cambridge. Okay. And she said, "Believe it or not, I thought she was going to be like absolutely put that stuff down." She said, "No," because she said, "Believe it or not, shaving is really a great form of exfoliating." Caveat alert: She says, "When done properly, so right. really follow the directions on." anything that's any kind of a derma Don't try device. and pull a gin and use the blade twice when you're not supposed to. Exactly. Really f- follow the directions and they come with very explicit directions. Anyone who watched our Insta story will know that there were like eight little caveats, okay? Yeah. Um, it is similar, shaving is similar in concept to dermaplaning, an office-based procedure that does it with a blade. Right. Um, she said when it's done properly, the barrier should not be harmed because all you are doing is gently slowing off the top layer layers of the epidermis. Right. It's not like you're taking an acid or something like that and changing the pH or using yeah. a chemical exfoliant, which like maybe your rosacea flares up. Could I be talking about myself? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm glad. That's what I yeah. thought in my head, but yeah. I'm glad she supports that. But don't do it too often. You know, like you, again, read the directions. I don't have them here, but like make sure you're not getting overzealous with this stuff. And if it says like prep with something, prep with something and follow with the special cream, follow with the special cream. Don't like you know, wing this one. And I would, I would add to that. Don't dermaplane and then throw on one of those acids because you just lost the dead skin cells and anything that was a buffer. So any product you put after, it's a good thing if it's an anti-aging serum, right? Or something like that. But if it was something that might be a little bit, um, sensitizing, it'll be even more so after you dermaplane. And SPF like crazy. Good tip. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit, but May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on aloemoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. 
Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Alamoves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Before I introduce you, Serge, I'm just going to go right in. We're talking with, can, can I say, we're having a conversation with someone in the room. And we're talking about long hair. Can I say your name? Yeah. Okay, all right. Marcy's got no secrets. The amazing Marcy. We're talking about, you just got a haircut. And I said, it looks good. It's a little shorter. And you said, I'm too long to have this, like, too, too old to have this long hair. I was too old to have such long hair. Too old to have such long hair. Do you think that women should cut their hair at a certain age? Uh, uh, I'm from France. There's no such thing. To me, it's a question of personality and style. Does Marcy you have know, it? So, well, she has it all. <laughs> and she <laughs> has, <laughs> and she says, as always, I have the best hair in the world, don't I? Maybe I should so, set the you scene. You do have good I hair. Should, I should set the scene here. We're at Fat Mascara with Serge Normand. <laughs> His publicist, Marcy's in the background. That's who you just heard. Welcome to Fat Mascara, though. Thank you. Thank Marcy you for having me. Marcy has long blonde hair, but it is a little bit shorter than I'm used to yes. right now. So you don't have to cut your hair when you become a certain age? No, I, I just don't believe that at all. I think mm. it's a personality, style, and I think sometimes when someone thinks that they have to actually change their hair because of their age, they end up looking, in my opinion, sometimes older. <laughs> a lot of women do have like this kind of like short, like as soon as they hit a certain age, I don't know what that age is, but they all have this like little helmet, this little like... Mom hair. Mo- yeah, a little mom helmet. Yeah, I mean, listen, whatever makes you comfortable, right? So if someone feels pretty and age appropriate, which is also an expression that I don't like, um, you know, then it's fine. I'm, it's all about being happy, right, with what you have. Yeah. If I'm asked my opinion, you know, if someone asked me my opinion, yeah. I, I just don't believe that. You know, I grew up seeing women with long, long hair in their 60s, 70s. It's just a matter of adapting to the times. And also, uh, if you wore your hair down to your waist when you were 20, well, maybe not. Like, if you're 60, that, you know, you have to get it that long. But you can just do variations on that. So it's all about adapting. I always take the example for me of, like, look at Catherine Deneuve, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She has longer hair. I mean, it's not like a short haircut. It's not very long, but it's like shoulder lengths. It's longer than shorter. And she had shorter hair, like, a while back. But... I just love the way she looks right now. Like, yeah. like, you know, it's not to me, it ju- it's just her. You know? I feel like so his, his eyes keep shifting over to me, like trying to assess my hair. No, line. I love your hair. I love the color. Oh, it's probably the white hair. That's what you're looking at. I okay. love your hair color. Tell yeah. me more, Sir Sherman. Yeah, it's amazing. Julia Roberts and Sarah and Jessica Parker and whoever else. <laughs> no, no. no. Let's, all right, let's, all right, talk, let's, let's go to the beginning. When do you think, we know you're from France. Mm-hmm. When do you think like your career began? Like, did it begin in France? Was it a moment? Like, when did you become Serge Normand as we know today? Well, I don't know how you know me today. I've known myself for a long time. Longer so than for I me, have. I feel like I started my career when my mom allowed me to cut her hair when I was 13 years old. So that, to me, that's the start. So with whether scissors? I've evolved, yeah, with no. 
<laughs> she had hair, uh, cutting scissors that she used to use for the uh, clothes. Okay. And that's what I used. And I gave her that kind of, uh, you know, do you remember the Avengers? Yeah. That pretty yeah. kind of haircut, like, you know, this Sassoon type of yeah. look. And she had long hair and I did that on her and and she kept it for a while. And it, my, in my memory, it's, uh, it, it looks amazing in my memory. I'm not sure if someone was bringing me back to that time when I saw my father's face uh, <laughs> when she showed him <laughs> the haircut. I'm not sure it was as good, but, you know, yeah. in my memory, you know, it's... It it's, super uh, it's chic. <laughs> it felt like a change, and that was the first time someone allowed me to, to cut their hair. So, and that's my mom, she was brave. So we have your mom to thank. Yeah. Well, I have her to thank her for a lot of things, for <laughs> sure. So. And, and you obviously didn't start in a salon right after that. It wasn't like, call me Mr. No, Nomont from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I studied a few years later. Actually, I, I uh, grew up in the suburb in Paris, and I used to get my haircut as a kid in the salon where I ended up being an apprentice. So it's the salon that I loved when I was a kid. I loved the smell of the place. Every time I would, you know, go with my mom when she was getting her hair cut. I loved the smells, all the, you know, and the conversations and women, you know, coming one way and coming out another way. And, you know, it's the late 60s, 70s. So hair were statements at the time. Like mm-hmm. it was, there was a do, you know, like it was just a... You didn't change your hair every day. It was one look and then you kept it for a while and... So it was just interesting uh, at that time. And I started when I was, you know, with my mom, like 13. But then as an apprentice, I was maybe 15 and a half, 16 years old. And, and that was the, my beginning. And when you came to New York, Jess told me this. I could not believe who you... Oh, I, I don't think it was in New York. Where well, you had a big... roommate that is also a famous beauty person. Uh-huh. Was it Laura? New York? Laura Mercier. Laura Mercier, yeah. Yeah, oh, New York, York, yeah. Oh, we actually met me. in New York, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in France. Yeah. Oh, forgive me. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. No, we, we knew a lot of people in common. And basically, when I got here, I was working for Bruno Pittini. I don't know if you remember. It's um, He was a famous hairstylist in Paris who used to work as an art director for Jacques de Sange, which is a big company, tons and tons of salons in France. And he knew Laura. Then the person who... I stayed with here at her husband who had a flower shop and who kept on telling me, you need to meet that gorgeous girl. She's so sweet. She's French. I'm sure you could become fast friends. And so, like so many people just talked, you know, about her. And then the person I subletted the apartment from, I can say that now it's, you know, a long time ago, Mm -hmm. (laughs) knew her also. So at one point she had just moved into a building and I was over renting his place and I didn't like it, so I actually went to look at the building where she had just moved in, and we saw her on the terrace, and I, we exchanged numbers, and we became fast friends. And then we ended up living together, and it was a, a cute story with her. I, I looked at apartments in her building. I didn't like anything, and the person who showed me the uh, apartment, she said, just for the pleasure of the eyes, let me show you the penthouse. Mm, and just for the I, pleasure I, of yeah. the eyes. What and so saying? she showed me the penthouse, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's great, but I'm never going to be able to afford it. I came back down to see Laura, and I said to Laura, well, there's nothing available in the building that you know, I think I could take, apart from the penthouse, which is good. And yeah. she looked at me, and she said, why don't we take it together? And I said, yes. And so she just moved? And we lived together for 10, 15 years. Yeah. In the penthouse? In that penthouse for three years, and then we, we got a house on the 20 streets in, the, in Chelsea, like a brownstone. And you were both just doing your thing? Like she was... She being- was already established oh, she, you know she, laura she was, was already laura and i didn't really know about her beforehand but you know when you meet laura have you met laura before mm-hmm. she's one of the most 
I mean, I don't know if you translate when you say so about someone that's solar. You know, like she just has that smiley face. And Ooh. solar. She, do you say that in, the, in English? We're at a star. Oh, see, going after to thirty start. years being here, I'm still trying to figure out whether things translate or not. But don't worry about it. <laughs> mm. But she she just had that. Gorgeous. She's a beautiful woman, but I'm not yeah. talking about physical only. It's just like the human being that she mm-hmm. is. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, we read the world every single day, we, you know, by having the most co- amazing conversations at breakfast and dinner. And then she would go on a shoot with Stephen Meisel and, and doing the, all those fabulous things. And she, she is so humble. She was humble then. She's humble today. And she's one of the most talented and beautiful human being I've met. And were you, <laughs> you were just doing your thing while you... I was, you I was, I was... I had studied in Paris a little bit. I was working with Franchel uh, in Paris. And when you work with Franchel, it becomes, you know, it, it's not exclusive, but you just do a lot with them and you don't really do a lot of other, with other magazines at the time. And when I first arrived here, I worked in a salon and I joined an agency and I started doing little things here and there. And I, we ended up working quite a bit with Laura, actually, uh, later on. But I just started back into it. I came here, I was about 22, 23 and I started again freelancing when I was 24, 25. Yeah. So you, you were working in a, you were working in mm-hmm. salons. Mm-hmm. You were you know freelancing, mm-hmm. building your book, obviously mm-hmm. building your you know fabulous clientele, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a bit. But you eventually started your own salon. Why did and you? That's yeah. lay, way later. Yeah. Wait, well, years uh, later. Years later. Yeah. I know this is the, the salon. I don't want to say it's new. It's certainly not new. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's definitely one of the more recent big salons mm-hmm. in New York. Why did you want to start Serge Normand? I actually didn't really want to. You know, the thing is, and maybe it works differently with the younger generation today, I never had a plan. You know, all I wanted when I first started working was creating beautiful images, working with great team, and just honestly working. That's all like I that cared about. Just so like, I just want to work. I just like want to be around creative people and do amazing stuff. I, I mean, trying to do amazing stuff. You never know unless someone tells you if it's yeah. good or not. But, yeah. um, and, and that's just really the process of what I was doing. And quite a few years later, I met uh, John Friedel. And he approached me, and he had the salon on 67th Street in Madison. And he said, you know, we should think about doing something together. And how about you taking over the salon and be the creative director of the salon? And I know what uh, a salon is. I, that's how I started. It's a lot of work. It's, you know, um, and it's a lot of involvement also. You, you know, I was freelancing, so I was running around in Paris, in London, doing the shows here. I was afraid I wouldn't have the time, so right. it took me a little time to consider it. And John is such a nice man, and he has also a great vision of women. And I felt like there was a lot of things that we had in common on that level. And I thought to myself, you know, that's where I started salons. So it could be also like a nice evolution for me also to go back and work with also people who do the same thing that I do on a creative way and try to share things. And mm-hmm. and then I said yes. And we I took over the salon on 67th Street in Madison. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we moved in three different places. You know how that goes with Liz's in, uh, mm-hmm. in New York. But it's been a great experience and um, I haven't regretted it yet. Yeah. <laughs> The women that you have as clients, I've noticed, it's not always like you give them the same haircut and the same look. Like, they let you experiment on them. Like, I'm thinking about Julia Roberts at the Oscars. Like, yeah. that was a kind of edgy hairstyle to win an Oscar in. You know, yeah. the, the chignon with the mm-hmm. sharp part. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the relationship or? I, I think a lot of it has to do with the relationship. I mean, it's a very specific 
time also. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the dress that she wore that day, I had work on it. With, you know, I used to do the Valentino show for yeah. years. I knew that dress. I had seen mm. it. It was a little vintage already by the time she wore it because, you know, vintage, I think it's after, what, a year or two? <laughs> yeah, I can't no. remember. <laughs> this sweater <laughs> the, is vintage. <laughs> you know, so it's like a, it's yeah, two or three yeah. years, but it was a couture dress, right? Yeah. So, and when we did the campaign and did the show, we didn't do that type of hair. But when I saw the dress and it was, to me, so specific, it called for something iconic. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knows whether you're going to win or you're not going to win. It's just like you look at the whole thing yeah. and you just really want to go along with it and go... You don't really try to be modern, so to speak. You just want it to be iconic on some level. So without overthinking it, that's what happens. So, you know, it's one of those things also when people say, how long did it take you to do that? Did you try it the day before? Yeah. It's actually surprising to people. It took us probably 40 minutes. Marcy, you were there, right? It's really, we were in the room. We were having a great time. We were, you know, we saw the dress. Nothing was contrived. And I think in some ways for me, and I'm not saying it's the case with everybody mm-hmm. that way, there was something very easy and unthought of. And I yeah. just felt like if I look at that hair in 10, 15, 20 years from now, will it still be cool to me? And it's not a question of coolness. It's just a question of being right with mm-hmm. the outfit. Yeah. And you don't know whether people are going to like it. I mean, it was even at the time, it was a 60s look. You know, it was a big bun. That's the first time we were doing it, yeah. and mm-hmm. we've never really repeated it. Yeah. So it's to me, it's really part of that one moment, and she happened to to win, which was even is there you know, the icing on the cake. I know it's perfect, <laughs> and it seems like in retrospect, yeah. mm-hmm. you planned it that way. Like we were talking to another guest f- a few weeks ago, and they were saying like, you know, sometimes they'll have a celebrity client mm-hmm. that the agent will hook them up, you know, mm-hmm, they'll come mm-hmm. to his chair and. He's like, we just didn't mesh. Like, you know, right. like, she's great, but like, we didn't have that kind of connection. Right. Like, but, has but that some, ever happened? Sometimes, of course, it happens. But you know, it's you can't please everybody. You can't be liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. The the problem is when you do a service like the one, the what I do, you're kind of judged on your competence, right? It's an artistical thing. So it's uh, half of that is the work, and the rest is the personality. I mean, you know, if you ask me about, you know, Julia and, and Sarah, yes, we connected right away. I mean, yeah. you know, we can talk about the first time we, we met, you know, with Julia. It was in Louisiana on the Vanity Fair cover. It was, you know, Herbert's. Francois Nars was doing makeup. Marina Schiano. No big deal. You no, know. but it's like it's <laughs> people who are also, I mean, it was just, you know, and she knew Herb from a long time already. So they had that relationship. It was a gorgeous, you know, uh, place and... There's sometimes elements of where you are also, where suddenly just like in your you life, connect, you know, it, it's all that. And yeah. it's also, you know, we're talking about 25 years ago, you know, and so, and with Sarah also, it was something different, but, it, you know, in terms of location, but same thing, you know, I was, we, we had that first day of working together when she had to do the MTV award show and she had 13 look and I was sick like a dog. Yeah. I was throwing up every two seconds from having food poisoning. So and, and you changed was, her hair thirteen times. And we changed times? the moment the show Gosh. started live. I stopped being sick. It's re- the the body is really strange. What it that you know wow. how it reacts. Adrenaline, I bet, just I don't. In. We don't wow. know what happened. And she was so sweet. She had put like a big um, a garbage can oh next to the God. dressing room just in case. And we were changing. This is Nothing not glamorous. The moment, <laughs> no, not glamorous. The moment it's the the show stopped. We were done. I was sick for two days. Wow. So, and she was just so sweet and so helping. So it's all those, you know, relationships. So y- you create a bond, yeah. of, of course. So it's I a bond that's created early on. And then you're inspired by the person on so many other levels. And, you know, 
I want to go back to something you said earlier. You said that, you know you, you feel like you, you you know you're shy. You sometimes you go on set and you wonder like is this the you know the last mm -hmm. last time. You really still feel that way. This is very yeah, hard to believe. Even with some of your frequent collaborators, or is this like, you know, the new no, guy on set, Serge Norman? No, no. <laughs> like, but you know, you know, the thing is also, we are like when you work a lot with the same people, right? Uh -huh. You're comfortable, right? Yeah. But there's a fine line. You can still be comfortable, but you also want to make sure that they still appreciate what you do. So, yeah. it's not a question of you know, I'm not afraid to lose my job, so to speak. It's yeah. not you know, but. Um, I want them to still be proud of what I do and happy that you know, I did their hair in a way that, that you know that they like and and I think as an artist so to speak you still need also to ask yourself those questions to better yourself and how do you conquer your shyness you know here's the thing earlier on I was always afraid to go through life regretting things and I never wanted to have a regret I wanted to think I might fail I'd rather fail than not try. That's so good. I mm -hmm. think that's what also the, that drive that kept me on going in some ways. So, but when I'm telling you shy, I mean, uh, at the cafeteria as a kid, even if I needed to go to the bathroom, I would wait till everybody would be out for me just to cross the room to go to the bathroom. So I was always afraid to be made fun of. I was a little, you know, I didn't feel that comfortable yeah. in my skin. Yeah. But, you know, it's not unusual. I'm, and, you know, I'm not trying to get a PE show here. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm loving parents and yeah. I, you know, I had You're just, just that painfully. And there's something that sometimes you can't really do so much about it. So I felt like, you know, the salon in a way was almost like a stage for me. Mm. You I know, I felt you, like yeah. I could excel in the salon. I was happy. People liked me and I was just, you know, being able just to do great things on the hair. And then I would leave the salon and I would become again. You'd uh, go back to that, yeah. that it's shy like, kid uh, and being afraid. Of stagecoach into the <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, in a way, my yeah. work for me really was uh, amazing. And it really helped me just to, you know, to, to do what I'm able to do today. And having all the friends that I have and having and being able to be on in certain situations that I feel like so privileged to be, I've been yeah. a part of it. When I think of what the hair that you do, I always think of volume. Like you do volume mm. really well in this way that like, we've both gotten the blowout where you end up looking <laughs> like the TV anchor woman. You know, it's like volume, but it's like fake. How do you get volume without it making it look too done? Like hmm. what's the trick? Do you do it perfect and then mess it up? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Look at me, I should be a hairstylist. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, no, he, here's the thing. I've always liked, even because, and it's, you know, it's interesting when you say, you know, I'm known for volume. I think I was, uh, it's at a certain time, and I guess maybe, you know, because I do Julia, and she's known for also uh, hair, and, and Sarah for hair. And in fashion, I did a lot of things that were over the top because of the time that I really worked, you know, with, Kate Moss and, and uh, you know, for W and we did all those Halston stories and people really, as I was saying earlier on, you would see a magazine for a month and you would mm -hmm. see, so people have those images attached, but I used to do very simple things and like very, you know, wet hair and short haircuts. And yeah, I'm not so saying for that's some, all you do. No, 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 that's not, and, and that's not the way I took it, but mm -hmm. the thing is that's what people think that I like to do the most. I think I love covers, hair. like magazine covers. Exactly. So and I think, and, and you're completely right by with that statement, by the way. So, but it's, it's for me a matter of thinking that if you want to put your hand through your hair or someone else uh, would do it, that your hair would still bounce back. So I love that idea mm -hmm. of hair being alive. Wait, you're telling so me. So I don't like helmets. When Sarah Jessica Parker had that 
gorgeous hat at the Met Gala with the crazy fishtail braid. You can't put your fingers through that. Well, that's not meant to be. That's okay. that's that's, that's th- that we're, that's we're talking about a sculptural about. look. So we're yeah. not talking about like when when you say big hair, I think you more think of long, voluptuous, and just yeah. like that kind of wavy, like almost like what you just did right now. Like you just pushed your <laughs> hair back and it came back and it has that kind of <laughs> volume. Is she this your is, Julianne Moore? What, what do you I, think, right? <laughs> amazing hair. Uh-huh. And the color also I love. Yeah. Thank you. Go on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so but, for but, volume like that, is there is there something that we should keep in mind if we're trying to create it at home, like like how to make it not? Yeah, I think done. it's always about ide- identifying the right amount of product that you need to put in your hair on the right products. So I think sometimes having you know the question to your hairstylist to know exactly what product to use, and you might not find the right ones right away, but you have to try to identify what they are. And yeah. whether it's a good mousse that you need or a good volumizer, uh, freeze control, uh, is it you know a smoothing cream that you need more than anything else, a gel for some people, who knows? I mean, so it's just about now we're trying. Quick, <laughs> no, but it's just about trying to. Everybody has different techniques, and when you say to like, if you say to me like, you know, on your kind of hair, would you use a gel? Say, no, certainly not. But then someone else might say a gel would be the only only thing. Mm-hmm. But I like. I always say like when you need. When you're told you need to use more than two or three products to get a hairdo, you might have the wrong products. I Ah, feel like your hair should always feel like, to me, that Mm -hmm. it's not overloaded with anything. Mm -hmm. So it's that brushable, touchable kind of uh, a texture that I've always liked. Even if it's a big, big hair, and you could look at the pictures that I've done, there's always that kind of dishevelness. And even even when it's very uh, structured, a fashion picture is a fashion picture, right? But in real life, it, it just needs to be able to uh, to leave, you know what I mean? And just yeah. to feel like it just has a natural feel to it on some level, even if one might think that, you know, it took hours to, to do it. It doesn't matter. It's the result that what counts, right? Yeah. So, so you have your own hair, hair mm-hmm. you have your own hair product line. Mm-hmm. What was the impetus for starting that? You know, it felt like an evolution for me. And I was under contract, you know, with John Frieda for quite a while and was interesting to see products. I mean, I do different kind of products than they, they, they did, but it's, it's shampoos and conditioner. It's like, you're not, trying, mm-hmm. you're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. So, if, you know, for me, it was just trying to figure out, like, how to work with the lab. And I just love products so much in some ways that I always wanted to have that experience with the lab and trying to have those crazy, crazy ideas and whether, you know, they look at you like, in a weird way, like, okay, here's another <laughs> one. He wants to do something that, you know, I've not been done again. And and then you end up to a pl- in, in a place where you sometimes come down a little bit and then end up with a great product. And for yeah. me, a good product is a product that works. And, you know, being a hairstylist, I think for me, they have to be based on performance and being able just to achieve what I'm saying that they will was, do if you use them. Was there a crazy so, product you tried to make and the lab was like, no, Serge? No, you know what? At the beginning, yes. I mean, the dry shampoo that I have currently, which yeah. is not for everybody, and I knew that when we were doing it, but, you know, we actually got a few awards with it, and people who love it, love it, and the people who don't like it, don't like it at all. It's, it's just a matter of also, like, I like not to live indifferent, so I didn't mind having that one product that would be a little bit like that, but when I said to them, I want a dry shampoo, but I want it to give volume. I want texture. I want it to become to to make the hair a little more thick. And because I've always used dry shampoo my whole career, and I would mix it with other products just to get 
that second day look. But you know, it has that feel also like you have to remember working on shoots. You don't really care uh, how that feels. the hair, you don't really care how it really feels. Mm. You just want it to look great and you don't really know whether it's going to last for the next day or not. Ah. You just want to achieve that yeah. image you on, have like on a that crazy, one day. So it's, yeah, I always use that <laughs> one uh, simple one that I had and then I would mix, you know, a, a little bit of gel here, a little bit of pomade and it would be that concoction. So I showed them that and they looked at me like I was that crazy Frenchman, which, and they were not completely wrong about that. But, <laughs> and so w we created it and I was very happy with what they did. And I still love it, even though I have other things now that yeah. you know, are taking over. And, but it, it was exciting. So when I do have those ideas, it's like, you know, also multitasking. We're such in a society right now where we don't want to do everything at once and we'll have more like, you know, benefits with one thing than just, you know, uh, one. And so, I keep on asking them right now to do things which I'm not going to talk about right now. I don't want to give anybody the, some <laughs> That's ideas. Okay. Heads up. Nobody's uh, listening. <laughs> but, but it's actually exciting. And listen, sometimes if it doesn't work, at least I've explored it. Like you said, you know, try. You know, so and, you don't regret. Yeah. What about you have a perfume, which I think is crazy. And you came in here talking about the smell of the salon. Yeah. Um, do you think the fragrance of a hair product? can like make or break whether people are going to use it. Is that yes, important to you? Yes, because it's, uh, I, I have, this, and I think it's a good thing, but sometimes it's a bad thing for me, especially when I fly and yeah. <laughs> and I can get annoyed by scents. I'm very sensitive to scents and mm. it actually can give me a headache. So it can yeah, really, sure. it's really sensitive for, uh, for me. So when I did the um, uh, my hair product, I wanted to make sure that it was not too flowery. I didn't want it to be too powdery. Um, there was just those classic flowery scents that I didn't really want to find in my products, yeah. right? So, and it doesn't mean that they're not right for all the brands. And, you know, it's just something that I had as an idea. And even though as a kid and as a teenager, like with the salons, you know, to refer to what you were just saying about the smell of the salon, it was the mix of things. It was all like, you know, the color. I mean, and we're talking about 35 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So Lots the scents were, it air. was that whole really thing mixed together. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was just something uh, very, it's almost like, you know, when you go to a laundromat and there's that kind of scent of like, the, you know, the, um, like the burning the after, dryer. Yeah, so it, and <laughs> yeah. it's uh, that cleanness or whatever. But, you know, for me, I always wanted to have that kind of fragrance and it was very hard to describe. And, and, and when I talked to that uh, fragrance company, they were very open and they were very nice. And I, it took a little while, but not that long. They really got what I wanted at one point. And it's really hard to explain, especially when it's something that is so abstract, mm -hmm. a scent in some ways. And by association, you remember things when you were a kid and you can say, you know, I like that scent. But I kept on saying, like, you know, I want it to be, to feel that it's a little dirty, but not dirty, uh, uh, you know, not sweaty. You know, it's yeah. like you just want it to... You want it to be sexy and sensual, and at the same time, you don't want to hit people over the head with that. So they, the musk is something that I really love mm -hmm. from a long, long time, and I wanted to mix it with, you know, embers and, and sandalwood. And, you know, so it's all those mix of things that I felt like I could find from, and, you know, it could be a little cliche to say from my travels. But, yeah. you know, as a kid, I used mm -hmm. to go to Morocco and Tunisia and, and places near France that I felt like, you know, had all those spices that you could, you know, spend in the street and someone would pass by and you would just have that fragrance, you know, um, suddenly like making you feel like, oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. you, for me, spending them today brings me back 
Sure. Uh, so by association, sometimes a fragrance does that to me. And I know it does that to a lot of people. So, you know, when we did that for the uh, for the product, everybody was saying at the beginning, oh, my God, you should do a fragrance tonight. It's just it's amazing. Oh, it came out afterwards. So it came out afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the fragrance in the shampoos and conditioner, I think, was appealing enough to people for me to, to say, I want to do a hair fragrance right now. So, it's, sure. you know, it, it's a fragrance that's compatible with hair. How do you feel... For better or worse, the hair hairdressing, beauty business, whoever you want to, however small or big you want to take it, how do you feel it's changing? Uh, it's always hard for me to answer because, you know, I'm in my early 50s right now, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes, you know, with assistants that I have and we talk about, you know, the early 90s, which feels like it's yesterday, but it's quite a long time ago now. Um, I don't want to sound like that veteran and you know it was better in my time and it's not as good now I don't want to be that person because I remember also when I was younger and you know uh, starting out in mm -hmm. the 90s I used to work also I used to work with people from who, who were big in the 70s and, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and they used to tell me all those amazing stories and they would work and then we go to Studio 54 and that sounded so amazing to me so you know they probably felt the same way that maybe I do feel right now. The thing is, I'm not a nostalgic, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can look at certain things that I liked uh, at a certain time. You know, I was very lucky to come also at a time where it was the n beginning of a new era. It was, you know, the 90s. We revisited, you know, in terms of style at all the decades of, you know, the past century. And all the supermodels were arriving. And it was just, there was a fun, like all the amazing designers that you still wear today, whether it was Dolce Cabana, um, you know, Christian Lacroix, and, and you can go on. Um, there was that amazing energy in fashion, right? And that's mm -hmm. what I really was a part of. I mean, I yeah. was lucky to start working at that time. And being lucky enough also to work with people that I... Admired, like you know, Stephen Meisel and uh, Michael Thompson and Herberts and uh, Richard Avedon and all those people that you know really, even as a kid, I didn't even know really who those people were when I was a kid. But I, when I found out who they were, I remembered all those images. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know, for me, uh, pictures, fashion pictures, were, was always something that I was very drawn to. And so being able to work in the '90s with all those people and you know, being on a shoot with people like Linda Evangelista, Christy Turlington, and every day was the most glamorous day. And every day you was... You said you're not nostalgic. This is no, like very no, nostalgic. No, but it's nostalgic, no, 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 but I'm, I'm, not, but I'm not done. Like, I'm okay. not done because okay. I'm going on, I'm going to go on to with the new generation okay. today. And the thing is, I still look at these women yeah. today and I, you know, I still work with them uh, today yeah. and we still have the same fun. So I f don't feel like we've really changed so much. I mean, uh. there's a lot of things that have moved on, obviously, yeah. but then you work today and you know I'm you see Gigi Hadid and then you see Bill Hadid and then you see Giselle and you see you know so there's a time for everything I, I, I guess but the business has changed I feel in part also with the social media I think it's that you know to go back to what we were saying earlier on it's the content it's that instant gratification and it's just not really taking the time to really enjoy something when it came out, comes out, like, you know, in fashion shows, you know, everybody wanted to wait and see in the magazines what were the pictures and the hair of the fashion shows. You mm. would do a story in Marie Claire, in Elle, or wherever totally. type mm. of magazines, and it would be, you would be backstage. And I would, you know, you still are backstage, but you would do interviews and you would wait till it comes out. Now it's on Instagram. You see all the fashion shows on Instagram, which is great. I mean, it's great to be able to see all that. So I feel like if to answer your question, yeah. 
how it did change. I think it's faster today. So you don't have the time to... No, I'm serious. No, it's just like, no, it's it, it, the inner, like some people don't even go to the shows because they can get it on their phone. It's not and, as, and, it's and, not as like, and I think exciting. Uh, yes. Sorry, I mean, even I though. I'm not asking just said it. No, you no, but, but listen, no. I, I can't completely disagree with you on that. The thing is, it's for me, it's a process. It's either I think, you know, today is as great as it was before and it's just different and I have to adapt myself on some level, mm-hmm. and which is what I'm doing every single day. I suppose I think it was better then and I really can't stand it today. Yeah. There's a fine line for me. And yeah, it's got to be, and I like evolution. And I think sometimes like, you know, there's certain things if someone has told me uh, <laughs> 10 years ago that blow-dry bars would be an amazing thing for people and <laughs> convenient would be, and someone would have said, would you want to be involved in that? I would have been like, you crazy? Blow-dry <laughs> bars? What is that? <laughs> and when you look at the success and also like, you know, it's easy. And, you know, so there's so many things like that. I feel like, you know, you have also to be a little open. I yeah. think that's what I'm, what I've been doing for the last, you know, couple of years. But, you know, the thing is, we are not taking enough time to enjoy the moments of what we do. You know, what we do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you do a great cover today. As soon as it's out, it's out. It's on the. It's blasted for one day all over. You know, social media, mm-hmm. and then you're thinking of the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and. For me, I still, and that's why, you know, when you said earlier on, you know, but you know, for the big hair, I guess maybe you have in your mind also like, which, and and I love that, but I love that. And I think in a way right now we are so bombarded with images. You're right, you can't remember like the Instagram thing from yesterday. (laughs) Before we let you go though, we have to ask about products. Obviously you use your own products, but like skincare, beauty, Mm -hmm. what's in the grooming kit of Serge Normand? I have my Laura Mercier product. Oh, mm-hmm. you use product still? <laughs> you know, it's funny. So I was I actually, I was actually saying to Laura the other day, say, I have something that maybe I shouldn't have anymore. It's <laughs> one of the concealers that she's had, uh, that she did at the beginning, which is the secret camouflage, which I have to say, I don't wear makeup, but you know, once in a while, but if when you have you to do, do <laughs> when I do, I wear Laura <laughs> Mercier. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's just so many um, great things. Um, uh, Francesco, Francesco Clark. Mm-hmm. I've been u- using the mask. His mask. Oh, is the moisture mask or the oh, with my- the Clark's the botanical. Yes, moisture mask Clark's is botanical. That mask is, is and that, I always keep on saying, no, like for me, existing. for me, a mask is a must. You know, like because to go back to my hair care line, mm-hmm. I wanted to have a good shampoo, good conditioner, and a good mask because you know I always believe that healthy hair is glamorous hair. There's some kind of a like if you nourish your hair, your hair will you know, hopefully will be better. I feel the same thing with skin. And with for me, skin. hair is an extension of the skin, right? So you're more of a so moist, put the moisture in, guys. I think it's important to, ha- to have that. Then yes. you can dry it up. Then you can use product that might dry your hair. But then you know that once you remove it, you treat it again and you give it that food that it needs. And for the skin, it's the same thing. So, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with that one mask it's from uh, Francesco, good. which I think is so good. I feel so good after you I remove put it. it on, yeah, oh, you, so you do remove it. Sometimes I just sleep in it. But you know what? I've never done that yet. But I left it's it safe. almost like an hour. I forgot it was on my face the yeah. other day. And then I took, the sh- took my shower and my f- skin felt so good. So I'm um, not hack. that I do. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't do a lot. But when I find something that I like, and, and I'm telling you that mask I'm going to use for a long time. I think it's called the um, Clark's Botanicals Deep Moisture Mask. Yes, yeah. and, yeah. and it's, it's amazing. So, so those are some of your favorites. So that's one of my favorite. You know, um, Laura's a moisturizer also that that I like. I can't remember the name of it though, but there's also like in the bath the stuff that she has, and there's uh, all those um, she does, uh, like, all the very dessert-y like, yeah. type of thing that yeah. I you know for me you know and makes me think of her. And she's not as much in New York as she used to be. So I take a bath and I think of us in Provence, and so 
once again, you could say, oh, but you're nostalgic. You know, I'm a nostalgic <laughs> of, you know, when well, it comes to my friends and yeah. by, uh, you know, with all those things. But it's, yeah. And, you know, listen, we're lucky to live a certain amount of time, right? And you just remember and, you know, things that makes you feel good. And, and I tr tend to to be faithful to really all those things. And not by obligation. It's just really by, you know, because I really love it. That's, that's classy. I, I keep <laughs> thinking you're like the most interesting man in the world, that commercial. Yeah. Like with your leather jacket and your <laughs> groomed beard. Like, I'm believing yeah. what you're saying. Thank okay, you good. so much for sharing all your <laughs> advice on Fat Mascara. Thank you. Thank you for having lovely. me. I was Thank looking forward to it. It's time to raise a wand. Oh, I was going to sing for the first oh. time in a couple months. Nobody wants that. You're right. All you're right. right. Okay, what are you raising a wand to? Um, it takes me a really long time at the nail salon. This is like the most like annoying problem here. It takes me a long time at the nail salon to select a nail shade. <laughs> <laughs> to select a proper <laughs> nail shade. But I'm always looking for a, a nail color that's like a good nude. Because yeah. I always end up with something very chalky. Yes. You know, yes. like those little chalky, chalky listen, tips. Listen, beauty obsessives listen to this podcast. We get it. You're not sounding weird right, at all to me. Right? It's like, it's like, I feel like I had chalky nails like all throughout high school, like looking for like the perfect like nude. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I finally found one that works for me. And it's not going to work for everyone, but it's just one to look at if you're a fair girl with like kind of orangey, peachy complexion. Essie, bear with me. It's not the long wear, so it's not going to cost you that extra five at the salon. <laughs> and it's, it's really been lasting for a few days. Um, it's kind of got an apricot tone. Is it one of these sheer nudes? No, or is it's it like, like a straight, opaque It's nude. an opaque It's an opo opaque nude. And those you have to match even better, I feel I like, know. than the sheer ones. Yeah. So bear with me. Is bear your with new, me. Is your new nude. Yeah, it's, it's my new nude. I absolutely love it. I'm going to keep it on the nude phase, Ooh. in fact. I'm going to raise the wand. To Christina Aguilera and her paper magazine oh, shoot. Oh, love. I am obsessed with this photo shoot. She's 20 years younger. She looks amazing. First of all, if you want to look younger, let your freckle show. That's a good tip because her freckles are showing. She looks great. And you know why I think this struck me so much? Because not a, a couple days before this magazine shoot came out, there's shots where she has makeup too. The whole thing is, is done really well. Um, there was uh, Britney Spears for oh. Kenzo. Yes. And I was like, the two blonde pop queens have these big moments in fashion, right? Mm -hmm. And Britney, it was like, oh, we got this like girl that sort of looks like Britney. To do. It know. was so retouched. It didn't even look like her. And then you go and do a close-up shot of Christina with her freckles. I know. And she just looks amazing. And um, She looks so good. Shout out. And the woman who did the um, makeup is Callie Kennedy. Not a makeup artist I'm familiar with, but... Raise a wand to her, cause yes, good raise a wand. X Tina looks good. Good raise a wand. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 